Hello and welcome to Life at Your Own Way podcast. I'm your host, Will Venus, and today is a really special interview because I got to sit down and have a chat with my fabulous YouTube friend, known as Miss Laurie Latte. So without further delay, please enjoy the interview. Hi guys, and welcome to Life at Your Own Way podcast. I'm your host, Will Venus, and I'm joined by the fabulous Laurie Latte. Laurie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. I want I'm excited to, to be here. This moment. I'm fabulous. <laughs> I'm, I'm fabulous right now. I really am. Excellent. How is life treating you at the moment? Wonderfully. Life couldn't be better for me right now. I can honestly um, say that. But before we begin, can I just check? Are you are you based in Mexico? Is that right? Uh, I am based in Texas, which uh, the city Texas. I live in is on the border of Mexico. So I literally, okay. I'm in Brownsville, Texas. And mm-hmm. Brownsville borders with Matamoros, Mexico. So we're literally oh, a that border town. Oh, so lovely. See that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bilingual, so when I speak the Spanish, it, it's pronounced correctly. So it's like I'm in Mexico, but I'm okay. in Brownsville, and it borders right there with, with Matamoros, Mexico. Oh, I'm sorry, that was my mistake. Um, so could you tell me what little Lori was like? What was she like growing up? Little Lori was, was very like lovely. Little Lori had a very lovely, lovely life. My parents were, well, we were originally 10 siblings. Um, 10? And, wow. And, yes, 10, and we, we're eight now. So you would think, oh, how could these parents possibly nurture every child, you know? Mm-hmm. But they did. I was a sixth out of 10. Very happy childhood, very loving parents. Um, I was very, um, a, a very happy kid. I was very, um, in Spanish, se dice empalagosa. I was like a piece of chewing gum because I'd stick to my parents, you know. <laughs> oh, always hug, that. always hugging on them, always, always kissing them. I was just a really happy-go-lucky kid. And I had a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful childhood. Yeah, Wonderful. it sounds like your parents had, well, they must have had a lot of love to give. They had, a, well, my father decided at, I don't know what age, that he wanted a very big family. And my mother told him, I'm going to give you as many children as you want. And she did. Oh, I love that. I think um, when, when when I had, like, you know how you have heart-to-heart conversations with parents? And one of the, the ones that I can remember is my mom, she she always wanted more kids than my dad did. Okay. But that didn't happen, unfortunately, for her. But she was still, she's still very... Um, grateful to have the three of us it's it's hard for two people to be on the same page about how many children because rearing a mm-hmm. child is so much work and so much money but more than anything yes. it's so much sacrifice and it's so much work so I can yeah. see how people wouldn't want to have that many kids yeah absolutely and I suppose when it comes down to things like that it's all about compromise so I think to have I mean, even to have one child is a blessing, mm-hmm. but to have three, it's mm-hmm. a bigger blessing. But to have ten, that is incredible. It was a huge responsibility, and they met every single responsibility and then went overboard with every child. Mm-hmm. They were they did. really, can, if it's okay to ask, were your parents, like, really, is the word demonstrative, were they quite affectionate? Uh, my daddy was a very, he was born in 1931, so he kind of had a very serious um, personality. But as far as being very loving, he was just, 
he wasn't the type to be kissing you and telling you, I love you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he would demonstrate his love through his actions, his, uh, his undivided attention, his devotion to us, working so hard, putting us through school. You know, he was the kind of man that you never had to tell him, Dad, I need this or Dad, I need that, because sure. he saw each child and he saw the needs of each child. And before I had to say a single thing, he was buying us what we needed. That You can't say that about all parents. And I don't yeah, criticize any like parent. It, it sounds like he just had that instinctual blessing, I guess, of just knowing what he, his kids needed. He was a wise man. He was so wise. I think that's a gift from God. It, it, wisdom is, is a gift that comes from heaven, in my opinion. And I hope it's okay that I'm talking about God. <laughs> no, no, but, God, um, I know it's, it's a huge, he, she, they, whatever, is a huge part of your life, and if you it, want to talk about huge, it, Huge, gigantic. So I really just feel like my father was just a wise, super wise man, and not every person has that ability. Not no. every person has that no. gift. Um, I, I mean, I would say that I've got a certain level of wisdom, but it's not, nowhere near to someone like, say, my mum's dad had, my granddad William, he was a very, very wise man. And it's an incredible thing to have a family member that has that kind of wisdom. I have a brother that inherited that from my daddy. And he's actually the second to youngest child. And he's the one that inherited those gifts from my father. Believe it or not. He's so it's wise. So, it's so interesting, isn't it? And I mean, just before we started recording, we started, we kind of briefly talked about getting older and things that I'm finding that as I'm getting older, I'll not see or hear about things that my friends are doing, but any time that they're in trouble, they'll just head right to me and I'll be I'll be the one to help with, with their problems, which right. I, which is a huge blessing. I see it as a huge right. blessing. Well, that's, you, that's your contribution. Mm -hmm. I, I think we all, as, as we get older, Will, I think we all want that purpose-driven life. And yes. I think we all want to fit in at some capacity as far as doing good on this planet and helping yes. somebody out and yes. you're feeling a void you're feeling a mm -hmm. big void if your friends are in trouble they know that they can come to you and you make them you may not solve their problem but you're mm -hmm. definitely going to be someone to lean on until they get past it yeah yeah absolutely um i mean the first thing that i tell my friends are i'm glad you realize that you're never alone with anything that you're going through because right. I would never want anyone on, on this planet to feel as if they're going through something on their own, you know? Right. And it's interesting that you kind of talked about purpose just then. Do you feel that when you were growing up, or did it take maybe a few years or decades or whatever later, did you find that you had that instinctual purpose in life? Did you find what yours was? Um, I don't know if I thought about that as a child. I was such a carefree... I had no responsibilities. I never thought about... I was a lazy kid, I'll be honest with you. I was <laughs> super lazy. I was just lazy. the laziest. I didn't want I mean, to clean my room. I didn't want to help my mom wash the dishes. She'd ask me and I'd hide. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I love that. Um, I didn't, I didn't want, you know, I was just the laziest child and my parents never held it against me. They never punished me for it. But thank God, I, I think in middle school, I, I outgrew that at about 12. Sure. But I didn't really think about making a difference and stuff like that at a young age. No, that came later as sure. I got older. 
I think um, I don't think I would have had that ability either. Like especially like if when I was going from my teenage years to twenties, I had absolutely no responsibility, and that period in my life especially was quite reckless because that's when things like alcoholism really revved up and it was only until about seven years ago that I found my purpose well I'll tell you what helped me out tremendously is my parents opened a I, I, I don't know if you know and you may know but my family owns and operates a Mexican food restaurant Yes, I do. I listen okay. intently to your videos, Laurie. So, <laughs> I know you do. So, I, liter I literally started helping out at about the age of 13, which w I wasn't doing much. I was getting in the way more than anything, but that gave me that gave me structure. Yeah. This kid yeah. this kid needed structure, and from 13 to now, we still have the business. So, I stayed on that path and I immediately uh, became very interested in business administration, which runs in the family. Mm -hmm. And so, and I always loved school. And so I had so many people guiding me. Well, I had so many people teaching me, give, setting examples. And so there was really no reason for me to fail at all. And so once that structure kicked in with helping my parents at work, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, lazy anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it certainly sounds that way. Was the business around for quite a while before you appeared um, there? No, it was opened. Yes, I was ten years old when okay. they established the business. We we were with them the whole time, but we didn't actually start helping till about the seventh grade. Sure. The end of the seventh grade. So, um, oh, I can't tell you what a difference that made in my life. It has molded well, is, me. I mean, can, can can you think of like was there anything specifically that when you went into that setting you thought oh I really really like this I enjoy this I'm gonna I'm um, gonna be changing I don't as a very young child no but it grew no. on me I was never I didn't have anything saying I don't want to do this I didn't have anything saying oh why do I have to get up early I think I'm a a compliant person a compliant okay. kid and so we were there. And my parents put so little responsibility in the beginning that it, it wasn't something that you were going to say, oh, I don't want to do this. But it was something that um, by the time I was in high school, I was just really enjoying so much. And I think that's when I started thinking to myself subconsciously that I wanted to pursue a degree in business. And you have a degree in business? I have three degrees. Well, I have an I have an associate degree, which I don't know how it works, and it's the same, right? It's the same everywhere. Um, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Okay, well, here, when you start going to school, well, you get your associate degree. That's a two-year degree. That's your basics. Okay. I got that first. Now it took me twenty years, because I was going to school part time and I was working full time with my parents to get my bachelor's degree. <laughs> so I got my associate. And then I got my bachelor's degree in 1999, and then I went for the for the MBA for my master's, because I really had no reason not to go to school. My parents paid for it. Well, the school's right here in my hometown, the University of Texas. Excellent. I mean, you talk about a blessed person. It's a seven-minute drive to the university. Great professors, great curriculum. So I got my master's degree in 2007. It took me seven years to get that one. But you still, you still did it. 
I did it. I knew school was always a big deal. I loved, I was a nerd. I wasn't yeah, the person, yeah. I mean, I certainly was not a nerd, but um, I love listening to people who loved school. Can you tell me why you love school so much? Because I would, I would um, love it to was, understand how It was how a lot of things. The, so first, the first reason I loved school, Will, is because I always had the best, best teachers. It starts there. From kinder okay. all the way to 12th grade in high school, nurturing, educating, just I had the best teachers in the world. So that's one reason. Um, the environment. I had wonderful friends. I was a class officer in high school. I was in the choir. I think if you want the nuts and bolts of it, Will, is I've always wanted to be not the star of the show, but I want to be part of the production. Sure, That's all. I get it. And, yeah. and I wanted to be a class officer. I didn't want to be the president, but mm -hmm. I wanted to be sergeant of arms. I wanted to be in the choir because I love singing. And all my sisters sang. So... Um, I've always wanted to be a part of, of, of stuff, and so yeah. that made me love school a lot. Sorry, I was just um, the cat was doing something that shouldn't be. <laughs> so, Robert, do you do you have any pets, Laurie? Mm-hmm. I have Cookie, which is a rescue dog. We found her four years ago. Four and a half years ago. Oh, yeah, of course you do. You've got a kitten. It's Cookie. We found her outside the business. She was four months old. And I kept waiting oh. for somebody. I took her into the business. I had her in the back room. And I kept waiting for somebody to come get her. She didn't have a chip because I took her to the vet. I didn't okay. want to do an irresponsible thing. She didn't have yeah. a collar. But I found out from my friend that lives near the business that she had no owners. She was like a stray. Mm -hmm. So we kept her. And we just, about two months ago, got a cat. We we got a, a rescue cat. She's she's about two months old right now. Her name's Oreo. She's a tuxedo cat. How's she doing? Oh, my God. She's such a blessing. Is she full of energy still? I'm sorry? Is she still full of energy like kittens are? Oh, my goodness. She's very, very rambunctious, always running, always <laughs> jumping, always doing this number, and always scratching. I know she's going to outgrow that scratching phase, I hope. Yeah, if you get them a, a scratching post, they should be fine. I'm going to get her a post because I don't have one right now. I have a lot, lots of toys, but no post. But oh, she's... If, I, if I could recommend one thing that's always worked for mine, definitely get a post because it saves your furniture. I don't care about the furniture. I care about my, my skin. Well, she, she just—I <laughs> want to hold her and I want to kiss her, and I—and oh. she lets me, but then she starts doing the, the biting oh. and the scratching. I mean, she's have good. you always been around animals? I've never owned pets before Cookie and before uh, Oreo. We did growing up have a few dogs, but they were my brother's dogs, and mm -hmm. I never had a desire to be a pet owner. I didn't have anything against pets. It's just. It didn't appeal to me. You didn't nah. appeal to you. But when we found yeah. Cookie, she melted our hearts, and I immediately wanted to keep her. Just oh, like that. I love that. I love it when you see, um, like, um, like what you've just described. Like, not really that. No, like you wouldn't go out of your way to get a pet, and then some, someone comes along and completely changes your mind. Oh yes. Well, she changed our mind. It was her. <laughs> yeah, I know the little blessing that's came along. Very, very much so. 
very much yeah. so. And so, Laurie, if, if it's okay with you, I would love to talk about YouTube. Sure, definitely. So, okay. Can I ask, how did you... Uh, what made you what made you decide to become a youtuber was it out of um curiosity or did people say you need to do this no i'll tell you what i started having trouble um falling asleep i started getting insomnia when when you get older that's one of the things that is going to start happening with some people i never had insomnia growing up ever because i always go to bed and get up at the same time mm -hmm. but all of a sudden it was 20 20 um, I was having trouble with insomnia, and so I would Google music to help me fall asleep. And then okay. you know how other videos start to pop up? Yeah, yep, those well, suggestion feeds, yep. I, ha I didn't know what ASMR was, I had no clue, but all of a sudden, it was a channel called Relaxing with Rachel ASMR, and she was doing a no-talking makeup video where she's tapping on the makeup. Okay. It was so relaxing. That's good so I just <laughs> so I started watching more and more, and I, I'm going to tell you what it was the Lord that put the idea in my head, and I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it because I I literally had no hobbies, well, besides singing. I'm a structured person. I was always at work. I was always thinking about work. I was always doing stuff for work, and that made me happy. But I had absolutely no hobbies. And you need and, something that's just for yourself, right? And so all of a sudden, I thought, you know what? I have so many fragrance candles sitting around the house. Let me just try this out. What the hell? Sure. That's what I, that's what I did. And so I got my phone, talking way too loud. I did an ASMR video. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I don't even know why I stuck with it. Because at first, I was awful at it. I mean, I was god-awful. I was... You're I mean, a natural. I, I you just you just started <laughs> with ASMR, and you're such a natural at it. That was not me. That was but not me. The thing me. is, so I, whenever I'm doing anything that's new, um, before I, I attempt to do it myself or do anything, I watch a lot, and then I kind of see how the techniques and things work. But when I look back at my first ever YouTube video, that was awful. It was awful. <laughs> Everyone's awful when they first start. It was, like, it was really awful because I didn't even look at the right bit in the camera. I didn't even know what to say. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? Didn't have a clue. Well, you seem so relaxed um, when you do your ASMR. And I'm so happy that you decided to do ASMR because, you know, not everybody wants to do that. You, you have your podcast. Mm -hmm. You had your YouTube channel. And it... It might have been just some more work for you, and you mm -hmm. you went for it, but you're really good at it. I love where you sit. I love the wigs in the back. But hey, I like the but, way you position. But like I was just saying, I watch a lot, and I've watched from years a lot, and you've taught me a lot. Well, I'm happy to know that I helped at some small capacity. <laughs> I mean, just look at just look at the way that your channel's grown. I mean, it. It's eight thousand subscribers. It's eight thousand. Like I am, honestly, so proud of you. And thank you. The way that, and honestly, the way that you've created such a gorgeous little, calm, welcome, positive community. I just, and, in a world and, that's absolutely crazy, I I absolutely adore that. Well, I, I appreciate that. Well, and I'm going to tell you something, if it's okay, about my channel. 
Um, sure, it's, sure. And I'm going to be celebrating three years on September 15th. That's going to be okay. three years with my channel. But I have learned so much because it's very easy to get obsessed with making videos. It's very mm -hmm. easy to get obsessed with criticizing your own stuff. It's very easy to get obsessed with the subscriber yeah. numbers. And I finally made my peace with that because I was thinking, oh, I need to upload more videos. Oh, I need to do them in a certain exact structured way. If not, they're not going to like it. That was my biggest mistake. I don't do that anymore. I, I don't do that well, anymore. Well, perhaps that's where I'm going slightly wrong because I worry about everything. Because, you know, you worry about, am I filming it right? Am I making the sound right. okay? Is well, the I'm going to... There's certain... Enough? There's certain things that you should be concerned about, which is your 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 voice level. You can either do whispered or soft spoken, and you're you're a master at it. Because when you do whispers, they're perfect, and when you do soft spoken, it's perfect. See, so if I can, if you'll allow me to give you a piece of advice, don't consume yourself with your channel. Don't ever become consumed by it. Don't ever be laying in bed at night thinking. How can I improve this? I'm doing a terrible job. There's nothing. You know how you're going to learn well? You've already, half of the battle is won because you've been observing for so long. You've learned okay. so much about ASMR. That's my best piece of advice. Watch as many ASMR artists as you can. I have learned everything well by watching my friends. I'm, okay. I almost didn't come up with nothing except, of course, the content. I do the things that make me happy. I film the videos that I know I can produce the best. Um, and I'm starting to get out of my comfort zone because I don't want my my channel to be stale or boring. Yeah, and so I've got to get out of your comfort zone always. So now I'm trying hair play videos. Now I have to tell you, I've got stuff lined up for our collab. Look what's happening right here. Mm. I'm so, going to film it like today or tomorrow. So, um, just for the listeners, I'm just going to describe what I saw there. That was a was that was that a mannequin head or was that a wig? This on, is a mannequin uh, head that I put. This is a mannequin head that I bought at the thrift store. Isn't she beautiful? Her name's Deborah. Yeah, do you want to describe the, what she what Deborah looks like? Well, she's beautiful. Look, she's got this beautiful lip color. Okay, she's got the mm. profound eyebrows. She's got these beautiful facial features, and I'm on cloud nine with this. And I paid three dollars for. Her. These really? are the mat at a thrift store. These are the mannequin heads wow. that are used at the um, at the schools, at the uh, cosmetology schools. Okay. And you find them at the thrift store if you're lucky. I went on a day that they wanted seven dollars for her, but I had a fifty fifty percent off discount. Her hair kind of looks like yours. No, this is not her hair. Well, this is my hair. Oh, it's not. Is that your? Is this that is your one hair? of my wigs. Her hair is real. Sh I mounted my wig. Oh, it's one of your wigs. On her head. Okay. For our video. I thought it looked familiar. <laughs> her hair is real pretty. It's real short, like a boy cut. Okay. But I want to use her for our our collab video because I'm going to be demonstrating the different wigs and the and the sure, role play. Sure. Sure. And um, this. Yep. My wig fit perfectly on her head. Yeah, this is one of my curly-haired wigs. Yeah, I thought it looked familiar. That's it. Yeah, so um, in the not-too-distant future, listeners, myself and Laurie have got a collab coming up where we do a thing called, uh, is it role-play, hair-play? It's going to be a role-play doing, it's actually going to be a wig boutique role-play, which we're doing the hair-play. We're going to be yes. doing the, 
but it's going to be a wig boutique role play. Yes, and uh, I get to play the role of wig maker, which mm-hmm. shouldn't be too difficult. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. No? Is that not right? Yeah, you, you are going to be the... I'm saying it's not going to be difficult at all. No, no. Um, it's going to be right up your alley. Yes, definitely. Uh, and I, I was saying uh, not so long ago that like, what that was my purpose that I found for my life. Uh, when I found out that, that that was my purpose, it was it completely transformed my life. And I'll tell you Honestly. what, that you're a wig maker, I just have to congratulate you because that's an artisan. You're an artisan. You're doing things by hand. Yeah. How many wig makers are there? I would imagine. Um, I mean, it used to be quite, it, it was almost a dead art. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's grown in popularity now. Okay. Um, but there, there isn't, I mean, there's some, but there's not too many lace wig makers. Cause, right. Uh, I mean, I think the listeners know by now because I, I never stop going on about it. I make handmade lace wigs. I don't do anything that involves using wefts or, right. you know, anything pre-made. It's all right. completely bespoke. Yeah. Right. It's made by hand. And that's just, oh, I just think that's that fascinates me that I know a wig maker. <laughs> You know, sometimes I, I, when I when I when I meet, I have bragging people, rights. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay then. Okay, if you say so. Um, <laughs> but sometimes when I meet new people and they say, "What do you do for a living?" and I say, "I'm a wig maker," and they go, "Okay," and then walk away because <laughs> they're like, "Okay, fantasist." <laughs> I think people just don't know. They don't. I guess they don't know how to converse about wig making. True. Maybe and if it, they maybe it's that, a profession. Like, honestly, if they don't do that, the other thing that they'll do is they'll say, oh, you're a wig maker. And then instead of looking into my eyes, they go to my hairline. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Honestly, I, I'm fascinated. I'm When I found out you were a wig maker because I met you through through Kim. Remember, you did a collab with Kim. Met? I was trying to. Yes. I, was, I could not remember how we. You're like, how the hell did I meet Kim. Lori Latte? How the hell did I meet? <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, How the hell I did I meet friends, this strange really... lady? <laughs> you're not strange, honestly. You're not strange. I, I honestly should write down each time I meet a new friend. How it, it's met, through Kim. Kim, terrible. Kim did a collab it. with you. I think you guys were doing uh, like an eyeshadow, like a metallic oh, eyeshadow look. Oh, yes. It was something. I think it was space. That had to be a year ago. Like that. Yeah, that had to be at least a year. Was it a year ago? Well, my goodness. I don't know the date, but it feels like forever. Maybe it getting feel- close to a year. Yeah, yeah. And so from there, I went to your your YouTube channel, and immediately, I just liked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank I you. I just liked you. Immediately, I was drawn to your channel, and that's how we our friendship started growing. And then it grew more because I'll tell you a funny story if it's okay. I'm, yeah, I'm taking o- I'm I, taking honestly, over the I floor. I love stories. Please do. I love stories. I love um, listening. You know, I never had an Instagram, uh, Will. I never had an okay. intention of getting an Instagram because I'm I'm a completely submersed in, in, in ASMR and I'm completely YouTube. I'm going to tell you why I have an Instagram account because some of my friends invited me to do a collab video with them and they were doing the chat through Instagram. You see how oh, you can okay. have a private chat? Yeah, and the, so the if I DMs, didn't yeah. if I didn't create an Instagram, I wasn't going to be able to be part of this collab video. And I said, you better believe I, I'm going to. So I created an Instagram. And I think our friendship grew even more because you're on Instagram, too. Yeah. You see? 
So that's how we kind of started getting more and more acquainted because I can send you messages all the time. Yeah. Private messages, you know. And um, I'm very grateful for Instagram because all the collab videos that I do, I'm able to do chats and communicate on Instagram. And that's wonderful. That's it. Yeah. Communication, it's, I mean... There's, I mean, there's certain horror stories and things about that people can say about social media, but it, it, it has done a lot of good. Oh yes, I would. I, I know there's always bad to every good thing. Yeah. But I want to say there's more good than yeah. bad. You got to watch your, you got to watch your back. You have to be careful who you befriend. You have oh, to yeah, be careful course. who you talk to. You know, um, and I think that's how people get into trouble. Yes, they're too trusting, um, and they start communicating with the wrong people, and I and I imagine that's how things go awry. But for me, Instagram has been a blessing. It just yeah. has. and also I think because of the way the the platform is formatted, you can kind of it doesn't take you long to gauge a person if that makes sense. No, no, it does make sense. Perfect sense. Yeah, and. Um, I don't know what do you, I mean. Do you spend a lot of time looking at social media? Because when I look, for me personally, at social media, the main thing that I'm looking for is like authenticity. Because I'm not interested in all the flashy right. photos. Sincerity. I'm not interested in sincerity, and I'm not interested right. in all the grand gestures. I'm interested in right. You know, making genuine connections. I don't spend a whole lot of time. I know it probably seems like I do because I am online every day, especially YouTube. I don't spend a whole lot of time on Instagram. And the reason is, well, is I work, my work schedule is, you know, I work. You wouldn't think I did, right? I'm off Mondays and Tuesdays. That's how I'm able to meet with you today. You spent one of your days off with me. I feel of so course. Of oh, course. Oh, my goodness. Of course. So Wednesday through Sunday, I'm at work. Now, I do get off at 3, so I have my afternoons, but, you know, I struggle with fatigue. There's challenges, um, Will, to keeping Mm -hmm. the... I want to pat myself on the back. I'm going to tell you why. Not because I I have 8,000 subscribers, but because I have been able to sustain my channel. The fact that I've been able to sustain it, it takes money. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of planning, um, clothing, jewelry, you know, because it's a big production, you know. I yeah, like it. Yeah. What, like for me, it's got to be. It's got to be the nails. It's yeah, got to be the makeup. Right. It's got to be. You know, this is a new top that I got at the thrift. Will you know? Look, it's a tie dye. What a shame um, you don't live here. We have so many thrift stores. Will. I know. You it's would not find tie dye shirts. I have like fifteen tie dye shirts. I have, because um, I've, I've said to Laurie, to Laurie, Laurie privately that I'm going to make you a tie dye T-shirt, but I can't find a pack of white T-shirts. I've got one. To, I've got one white T-shirt to practice on. <laughs> <laughs> don't even worry about it. It doesn't even have to be white. I don't even care. If you make well, me it, a shirt, it has to be. It has to be pure white so that I can get all oh, the colors that I, I see. want to. I see. It has to be white. Yeah, cause I I've got, got the, you. I've got the. I've got the dyes and. Uh, yeah, um, that will be interesting. Do you guys have um, do you have thrift stores where you live? Are they called charity stores or what are they called yeah, got, in the UK? Yeah, we've got charity shops, but it's 
I mean, I suppose it all depends on where you go, but it's really like, um, dare I say, very old lady clothes, like okay, 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 skirts and things. Okay, it's not so much um, like you guys have got it all. Honestly, it's oh, not we fair. have you've it got, all. You've no, got we all got the it all here. Makeup brands. You've got we all got the everything. Shops. <laughs> we have everything, and you know, I was going to bring two palettes in here, and I forgot because oh. I know you love highlighters. I'm obsessed with highlighters. I have a big collection of highlighters. I was going to show you two of my favorite palettes, and I forgot to this bring them in the, the room. I mean, I, this will be useless to the listeners, but what I'm showing Laurie right now, it's a, it's a makeup thing, and it's the only way that I can describe it is like liquid aluminium. Oh. It is so... It's that like, looks... It's, it's you like could even use metal. that as eyeshadow if you wanted. Yeah, you can use it wherever you want, and it's just so blingy. I think... I think that both me and you, Laurie, are really attracted to bright, shiny things. I do like the, the. I was listening to your video earlier, but I couldn't comment because I was busy. But um, I like highlighters that are very um, blinding. I, I just... <gasps> oh, yes. Not all the ones I have are blinding, but a lot of them are. I really well, like uh, that. Privately, when we're finished this, I can, I can recommend a few to you that are blinding. <laughs> and they both awesome. definitely work. So, like, if I could ask... It did your expectations like change when you started, you know, like to grow a following and things on you on YouTube? Did you think it would ever amount to this? I'll be honest, um I never thought it would be this grandioso. My mm -hmm. channel is, is a grandioso thing. Um it's very intimate, which is makes me happy. I have yep. the best subscribers. As you can see, I get so many gifts, but they just want to thank me for what I do yeah. for them, you know, yeah. and I do it with my whole heart. I do my videos with my whole heart. I want to make a difference for somebody, help them fall asleep, help them forget about their worries, help them with whatever. Maybe they have anxiety. Maybe they have insomnia. Maybe they're just having a bad day. Yeah. You know, yeah. as we all and can. Um, I never thought my channel was going to grow this much, and I think if you stick to something, Will, and you put your heart mm -hmm. in it, it's going to grow. But again, I, I, I have not become, I'm not that ambitious. I'm not the person that's saying, oh, one day I'd like to get to 100K. Honestly, if I never get to 100K, I'm 100% fine with that. If sure. I get to 10K, I'm going to be happy as a lark. Well, yeah, that's going to happen very soon. I've got. I I just know it's going to happen. Soon. I'm I'm not even sure. I, I I like the channel to grow because that mean means I'm reaching more people and I'm helping more people. Mm -hmm. But um, I have friends that are way out there with the with the numbers, like, and I'm so happy for them. But if that's never going to be me, I'm totally. I just want to be a part of the show. I want to be a sure. part of of the community. That's all. I think I think I think maybe my trouble is and the difference between you and I. Uh, I want to be the star. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, There's I nothing want to wrong be the star with that. Yeah. I think I want to be a tiny, insignificant star because I do like star status. I can't. I'm always bragging. <laughs> but if I'm not the the star, I'm okay with it. But you are the star. Well, let, let me tell you. Well, what. I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe not. Maybe not necessarily the star. I, I'll set up a co-star. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. 
Uh, is there anything that you would say to any like anyone, any age, any gender, any location that's thinking of starting a YouTube channel? What, what would you say to them? I would tell them to to try it, to to get their feet wet, to do a little bit of um, a little bit of their homework, to watch other YouTubers, whatever platform they want to start. You know, mm -hmm. study other YouTubers, um, get all the advice that you can. Don't spend my biggest piece of advice is do not go spend a whole load of money to start your channel. Don't do that. Sure. Because first of all, it, it may not pan out. It's not for mm -hmm. everybody. And even if it does pan out well, like I have this laptop that I'm talking to you on. I paid mm -hmm. $250 for it. Roger got it for me for my birthday two years ago. It's two years old. Um, mm -hmm. My phone is the other device I use to record. I ain't got nothing fancy going on here. This microphone, Will, mm -hmm. was oh, a gift. Oh, that infamous mic. I love it, those. I love that most decorated mic bombs. Um, listeners, if you're wondering what we're talking about, of course, Laurie's channel will be listed below and you'll find out exactly what we're talking about. But do you want to describe what your mic look, looks like, Laurie? Well, this is my Blue Yeti, y'all. And mm -hmm. I just first of all want to say that a subscriber bought it for me. She gave me a hundred dollar tip. That is she so gave kind. me a hundred. I had a I had a Blue Yeti campaign going on because I just wanted a little bit of assistance. I didn't expect somebody yeah, to drop a yeah. hundred dollars. Well, she gave me a hundred dollars. Her name's Janine, and that she literally kind. bought me this for us to enjoy. So I bought this. This is a cover. See how blingy it is? It's so it's so pretty. It's, I just um, got like it on Amazon. On your, on your mic. It's a diamond sleeve and it's pink and purple when you move it. And see, this is what the Yeti looks like. But this is a foam cover. A little bit I of ASMR there for the listener. <laughs> so, this, so these mics are good for so many different platforms, but they're really essential for yeah. ASMR. Because they've got all the so different. So don't. Um, if you're going to start, I'm going to tell anybody that wants to start channel. Mm-hmm. Don't spend a whole lot of water money. Anybody that might be wanting to to start, don't go buy a mic. Just use for right now. Do low what they call lo-fi. Just the phone. Lo-fi. Okay. It's called lo-fi when you use the phone by itself without. Oh, I the, didn't know that. Lo-fi. Yeah. Okay. It's called lo-fi. Wow. Um, this is hi-fi. <laughs> but when you use your phone on its own and you record with it. I think my mic is feeling a little bit insignificant because you've got all the bling on it and I've just got like a matte black. <laughs> well, it took me, hey, well, it took me three years to get this blingy thing. It was just, it was just plain before that. But those sleeves, well, they're like $10. Oh, on really? Amazon, it was $10 and they threw in two of these foam covers. They threw in two of wow. these foam covers and that cu and that sleeve. See, I, I was just really happy when I got the the cyan colored sleeve from my oh, Yeti mic. Oh, wonderful! That's uh, this so is, pretty. It's it's just my favorite color in the world. It's. it's is it made out of latex? Cyan. Is it latex? Uh, uh, a rubbery. Whatever it is, I don't like it. Yeah, it's rubbery. I don't like the feeling of it. Um, it's not very nice, but the color it looks <laughs> I, good. I like those. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, so your advice to well, anyone we're talking YouTube. about the advice. Yeah, I, anybody that wants to do YouTube, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. It's so easy to begin or end. 
if you try it out and you, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I think, I think maybe what made me delay is what are people going to think? What are people going to say? But then right. you, but then, well, I personally just forgot all about that in the end. Good. But I get that. I get. But I get that some people are. It just the, they cannot get past the nerves. Well, at all. The, the main thing to remember, the second piece of advice I'm going to give: if you start a YouTube channel and you get the the trolls and the haters that come mm-hmm. around, you don't address those people ever. You delete them and you report them, and that that's the end of the story. That's yeah, that's st- it. Yeah, I think someone once said to me that you you starve them. You starve them of what right. they want. There's people out there that all they want to do is give people a hard time. And they yeah. literally dedicate their life to looking for YouTubers that they can attack, insult. Mm-hmm. And what I do, I don't even respond to those folks. I delete no. and I report them. First I report them and then I delete them. And that's I mean, it. And what... I, I mean, whilst I understand that the people that do that, it's absolutely abhorrent but they must have quite sad lives themselves really well they must hate themselves there's people that just don't don't like themselves and so they feel they get gratification from making people feel small and And there's people there's people that can't defend themselves there's people that get anxiety when they're attacked like that that's never been me i'm a fighter you don't want to see my bad side you don't want to see my bad side because when people attack me, I attack back like a Doberman. As you should. As you should. No, no. That's only when need be. But yes. yeah. as far as my channel's concerned, I've never attacked anybody there. I just report because you have the backing of YouTube. Report and okay. delete. Report and delete and you're done. You don't have Excellent to tolerate advice. that from anybody. No. You wouldn't do it in real life. You don't have to do it online. No. 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 Laurie, can you think of what maybe your proudest moment is, you know, doing YouTube and things, or if if it's if you want to extend that to your whole life, or my, what's been your proudest well, moment? Well, my proudest moment in, with my channel has been when people actually reach out to me and say, you know what, I was having a really hard day. Like, this young lady sent me a message the other day, said, I have terrible anxiety flying, and she was about to board a plane. Okay. And she said she popped on my video and that it saved her. She literally used that word save. I I occupied her mind with something else. And so she wasn't feeling nervous. And I myself, I get anxiety when I travel, which I never travel. Oh my goodness, can I I tell you a story about my first ever flight? Okay. It was was in 2019. It was my first holiday abroad ever, okay? So, there's me getting really nervous about flying because I absolutely hate heights, okay? I hear you. And so we're taking off from Edinburgh Airport because that's where I'm based. And I had no idea what to expect when a plane takes off. All I know was it's like being in a huge vacuum, okay? Right. So I'm feeling really nervous and then my husband Jay's sat next to me and it's the only time since we've been together that I've seen him panic. So... So I need to forget that this is my first flight <laughs> to make sure my husband's okay. You were the one that should have been panicking, right? And yes. it was him. Yes. See, but that was good because you you had were forced to forget about your anxiety to calm yes. him down. 
But it's, it's also quite hilarious because he, he brags about all these different holidays that he's been on. And I'm like, oh, have you? Oh, and it's, yeah. it's, it's funny how you're, you're frightened on this flight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I have to say, my proudest moments are when I can actually am told by a, a viewer that I was instrumental in helping them at some capacity. And as far as my life is concerned, my proudest moment has to be when I finish school because it takes so much sacrifice. But to be honest, I can't even take the credit. I have to give all the credit to my parents because if it wasn't for them, I don't know if I would have gone to school. But my parents like pushed me and encouraged me. They didn't yeah, force encouragement. me. They didn't yeah, yeah. force me. They would have been fine if I, if I said, I don't want to go to school. But my dad never had the opportunity, neither did my mom. They didn't have the uh, opportunity. Okay. They never had the opportunity. And so, so was they it one wanted of those us. things that they wanted to make sure that you had those opportunities. You, the, oh no, they made they made damn sure with their life sacrifices that we had the opportunity. You know, it's one thing to say, "Oh, daughter, I want you to go to school," but not help at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, there's some parents yeah. that can help emotionally, yeah. but they paid for me to go to school. That takes a lot of money and a lot of sacrifice. They took on that responsibility of. Not only do I want you to go to school, daughter, I'm going to pay for you to go to school. And we're not we're not a wealthy family. Mm -hmm. We're not anything we have. We had to work for. I love so. that. I, I, it's one of my favorite things in life of people who maybe their family or chosen family or friends all just pulling together to help one another. I to push each other up. That. Yeah, to, to push each yeah. other up. Yeah. To cheerlead each it. other. I love That's that. That's right. That's right. So. Laurie, and um, like my last my last question for you is, what does life at your own will mean to you? Uh, life at my own will means to me that I'm going to do everything in my power every day that I wake up to help people, starting with my family, starting with my inner circle of friends, and starting with my ASMR family, because I have to make a difference every day. It's a privilege to be alive. It's a gift yes. to be on this planet. And I just will, I want to make a difference at whatever tiny capacity. I want that to be, that's how I live at, how did you describe it? I, I, I'm saying it wrong, but life at my own will, right? Yeah, that, that is, it's, it's, um, it's the name of the podcast, but I like to, I mean, that's what it's all about, this podcast, of yeah. living life at your own will. I yeah, like I'm living life at my own will making yeah. right decisions to help other people. That's it, right there. I love that. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Laurie, thank you so, so much for this opportunity. You're welcome. It's been so thrilling. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'd, I know you a whole lot more now. <laughs> and I'll be um, happy to be a guest whenever you like. Oh, that that is so you kind just of let you. Me and of know. course, we will get you back. Uh, thank you so much for this, Laurie. You're welcome. Wasn't she just so fabulous? I really enjoyed the opportunity talking with Laurie. And if you are a fan of ASMR, please, please, please head over to Laurie Latte's channel. It will, of course, be linked in the show notes. And even if you're not into ASMR, just go over and have a look. She is truly fabulous. Thank you so much for listening to Life at Your Own World podcast. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your streaming services. And we will see you the same time, same place next week. Please take good care of yourselves. And once again, thank you for listening.